Well, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Janice M., and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Today is Tuesday. It's July 4th, 2017, and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today we're reading from the big book, and we're in Chapter 5, How It Works. On page 63, we're going to be reading two paragraphs today and sharing on them paragraph two and paragraph three. Today's readers will be, for the 12 steps, Melissa K., the 12 traditions, Bonnie G., and the readers of the text this morning will be Gina R., Eileen M., and John K. Now, I have uh, two share IDs, a five-digit number for yesterday, Monday, July 3rd. The 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 10114. That's 10,114. Now today is July 4th, and uh, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, the five-digit share ID is 10117. That's 10,000. 117. Our OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Melissa Kay to please read OA's 12 Steps. Thank you. This is Melissa Kay. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a Decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, 
made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. And thank you, Melissa Kay. I will now ask uh, Bonnie G. to please read OA's 12 Traditions. This is Bonnie G., recovered in South Florida. 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, our OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you for letting me share. And thank you, Bonnie Jane. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. Now to share press star one to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. 
in order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we're going to resume our study in the big book, and we're on page 63, and our first reader is going to read paragraph 2 and paragraph 3. Um, we're going to start with Gina R. Would you please start reading? Thank you so much, Janice, for your service and everybody on the line. This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Today I'm calling you from Tennessee. We were now at step three. Many of us said to our maker, as we understood him, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready, that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. We found it very desirable to take this spiritual step with an understanding person, such as our wife, best friend, or spiritual advisor. But it is better to meet God alone than with one who might misunderstand. The wording was, of course, quite optional, so long as we expressed the idea, voicing it without reservation. This was only a beginning, though if honestly and humbly made, an effect, sometimes a very great one, was felt at once. Last year at this time, I was um, actually at the point of taking this step or, or getting real close to it, and it was later in July where I would go to a Fellowship of the Spirit conference in Colorado um, that primarily has, um, or it's for alcoholics and Al-Anon, but there are a lot of OA people who go there. Um, I had been to the conference before in the, um, under the cloak of my other sister fellowship, but this, this time last year, I was going with a completely different mindset. And my sponsor told me, um, about, uh, the tradition that the Oxford groups um, would do. And I had never heard about that. And that's one of the things I love about this particular OA meeting and its focus on the big book and the study of, uh, of the big book and the, the history and the traditions. And she said, if I could, it would be helpful for me to find some people who could help me take this step. And she told me that I would be um, humbling myself by getting down on my knees. And then she also suggested that um, I could light a candle. And I went up there not knowing how this was all going to turn out. I just prayed and asked my higher power to lead me. And thankfully, as soon as I got there, there was somebody um, speaking I got there late. They were actually speaking about step two, but he let it quote unquote slip that he was in OA. And I felt like I had, um, it was like a power surge going through me. It's like, oh my gosh, that is the person who's going to help me take my third step. And it, I ended up talking to him and he was there with um, one of his sponsees and there were some other fellows there from the OA fellowship. And I was able to take my third step in that way. 
And I can tell you, after having been in the AA rooms for over 30 years and reading this prayer, I can't tell you how many times, and not just reading it, but rewording it, taking out the the these and the thous and all of that because some people thought they were offensive. I was finally able to just let this prayer and my higher power do what it's supposed to do. And all it does is it gets me ready for the next steps. I made the decision, and basically what I'm doing is making a solemn promise that I am going to continue. I was able to do that, and I'm here now um, having worked through uh, the 12 steps, and um, I'm just so delighted to be of service. And with that, I pass. And thank you so much, Gina. Uh, Okay, we're going to open up the meeting to uh, members, and if you can give your first name, last initial, and um, slowly, so that I can get you all. Who would like to be the first one? Oh, Charles H. Good morning to you. Next. Anybody else? Eileen M. Eileen M. Oh, you're being so kind. Eileen M. Next. Anybody else? Devorah S. Good morning to you, Devorah S. Anybody else? Gladys H. Oh, Gladys. Okay, let's go with those four for now. I like to go have a small group. And we'll begin with Charles H. Good morning to you, Charles. Good morning, Janice, and thank you for your lovely service. Um, Charles H., a recovered compulsive overeater. You know, I love this prayer because it it, it pretty much says that it relieves me of of the bondage of me um, that that I might better do, you know, my higher power's will, and it takes away my difficulties so that victory over them may be a witness for the people that, that I can help. You know, like if I could do it, you know, the people in my neighborhood and in my ethnicity can do it as well. If I if I have some humility, and step three, seven, and 11 is so connected spiritually, um, I see humbleness with that because – I'm giving this, I'm giving all my issues, my difficulties, my mindset, my my my, my problems, everything that 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 I use as coping mechanisms to 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 God, right? I'm I'm humbly giving it to Him, whether I'm on my knees, whether I got a candle, whether I'm at Niagara Falls, whether I'm in Virginia Beach, whether I'm at you know Mother Teresa's, wherever she at, and where you know wherever I'm at, I'm humbly turning all those things over. I'm not, you know, and, and I like the analogy, Pete, the three frogs on a tree. I'm not jumping in yet. My mind is I'm getting off that log, right, because I'm turning over my food every single day. That's every day, <clears throat> right? I'm turning over my difficulties. I'm getting ready to, right? It ain't, it, I ain't go through all the steps yet, you know, at this point. Um, but I'm making a decision to do it, to turn it over. And my mindset has changed. Already, I'm reborn already because it's a mindset. It ain't no white lightning. It, it's it, it's it's every single day I make this decision. You know what? I'm going on meeting. I'm going to read at least two pages in the big books. I'm gonna meditate over it. I'm gonna make some outreach calls. And when I do those things, when I take those steps internally in my mind and my mindset is changed, I'm reborn. No, no, I ain't go back. I, I'm not like the Pharisee um, Nicodemus that's going to say, well, how, how do I go back in my stomach? How do you go back in your mother's stomach and get reborn? No, that's not that type of reborn. I, my mind has changed. 
So all my issues and problems, I turn it over to God. And from that point on, I'm launched. Because next I'm going to launch out and search for God diligently. He's he's already in me. All I got to do is search. And the mindset that I have is that, you know, I could be reborn every single day so I can be a, 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 a utilized vessel for those around me and be of maximum service to the people of God and not of God. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. You had 10 seconds left, Charles. Okay. Eileen M., it's your turn. Good morning. This is Eileen M. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New Hampshire. Can you hear me? I can. Good morning. Oh, great. Thank you, Janice. Um, Yeah, when when I was reading this, the first thing that came to my mind was that, you know, the steps being order in order for a reason. And that step two, you know, that came to believe only a power greater than myself could restore my sanity. I am not able to restore myself to sanity. You know, I, only God can restore me to right thinking. Um, and, you know, this whole thing reminds me of just how much I need to get rid of my ego and, you know, what my plans are every day. You know, my, my disease, um, you know, when I wake up in the morning, my disease is always about, well, what can I get out of this day? You know, what's in it for me? And, you know, it's, it's really about, as we've learned, you know, in this study, is really getting out of my own way. And I'm really not able to do that by myself. I have to have God's help. Um, and I just love this prayer. It's just so beautiful. It also reminds me of the story on page 208 that... Um, you know, that talks about the guy who comes into AA and he is asking, there's another person who's helping him and he's asking him, you know, how do I pray? I don't even know what to say. And this guy kind of shows him how to pray. He says, well, you need to, you know, um, you need to just surrender yourself to your higher power, to what you, as you understand him. And, um, you know, I loved, I loved hearing about on the 7 a.m. meeting this morning, I hope it's okay to say that, uh, to refer to that meaning is that, um, you know, this, this prayer is about surrender. And I, I just love that. And I, I love the word um, further down. It says that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. And I looked up the word abandon. It means to give up completely. Um, so anyway, I love that. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Well, thank you, Eileen M. And just a quick, of course it's all right to refer to our 7 a.m. meeting. We're all the same group. Okay, Devorah S., please go ahead. Good morning. Devorah. Here I am. <clears throat> Good morning, everyone. It's Devorah S. from New Jersey. Thank you all on the line, Janice. We'll get this meeting going. Thank you. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. And um, well, when I got to this point, I have a, I had a sponsor who I was was long distance, and she was in a different state, and I was here in New Jersey. And um, she said to me, "We're going to do this step together." And I really, you know, I just, you know, followed her lead. You know, I didn't think about this. I really didn't get the whole message in this. You know when I was doing it with her. I didn't really get the whole meaning of this until, you know, I, until I started to grow more in this program, until I really, you know, got more into it. 
Um, so at that time, she said to me, you know, we're going to get on our knees. She was in a different state. I was in my state. Get on your knees and, and let's say this prayer together. And I did that. And, you know, to me, it, it was like, wow, relieve me of the bondage of self. You know, and we learned that it's all about our selfishness. That's the root of our, our problems. And, you know, I wanted that so badly and, you know, get rid of this and so I could be of ultimate service to to God and to my fellows. And, you know, how beautiful that is because, honestly, I didn't come into this program to get rid of my selfishness. I didn't even know I was selfish. And um, so this prayer is all about, you know, unblocking myself and, um, and, and, and seeking God's will. Um, really, you know, just like was said, you know, another surrender. And each day I have to take that surrender. Each day I have to say this prayer um, because, because it's, so, it's so easy for me to forget. It's so easy for me to forget. So I, that's what I do. And, and, and I, because and, I, I don't want to be in with those blockages, because those blockages, selfishness, the, my character defects, all these things keep me from getting to know my higher power. And, um, you know, <clears throat> It says here, we thought well before taking this step, making sure that we were ready. I don't know if I thought that well about it. I just did it. Um, you know, they say action is the magic word. And I, you know what? I just did it. And today, I really, today, as I grow in this program, you know, I really see, I, I, I do think about it. I do think, I, I think that I, you know, I need this. I need, I need my higher power to, to, to take away these difficulties, I can't. I, I just can't. As it's, I, it's, I, I bump through life on my own, on my own self-will. And today, I, I, I constantly need to turn to him to, to take away my difficulties, so that people around me can see that I'm changing. You know, it wasn't. You know, at the beginning, it was all about my weight loss, and people saw that I lost weight. Blah blah blah. But then what? I'm left with everything. I'm left with everything else. And this is when the real part of the program really, <clears throat> this is where the real work of the program um, kicks in. And, you know, ab getting abstinent was nothing compared to what this work in the program is. You know, on looking at where I can grow and get better and get closer to God. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. And thank you so much, Devorah. Okay, our next uh, speaker uh, would be Gladys H. Good morning, Gladys. I I didn't realize that saying my name was going to mean that I needed to speak. <laughs> and uh, oh. so I just want to say that I'm I'm coming back after about a year and a half relapse and um, just you know getting getting myself going and uh, there's been a lot of people that have been calling me and I really appreciate that and uh, and I'm, I'm getting started again and I, I thank you for this meeting and for the for the fact that it's about the big book and it really helps a lot and thank you and thank you for speaking up anyway Gladys welcome back okay, okay. Who, who would like to speak next Julie R. Melanie. Julie R. Leah TV. Melanie C. 
see. And I'm sorry, after Leah, Melanie? Leah. TV. TV. TV, T as in tall. And B as in David. Got it. Leah, TV. Anyone else? TV. Anybody else? Sherry KB. Sherry KB. I'm getting to learn these names. Sherry KB. And one more, if you wish. All right. Let's go with those four. Good morning to you, Julia. Hi. Thank you, Janice. This is Julia, our recovered compulsive overeater in California. You know, this third step prayer is, you know, I used to read it over and over and over again. And it didn't really hold a lot for me because I wasn't, you know, following the directions in the big book. But once I did, it was like, wow, what does that mean? I was in a year-long big book study, and we had to write our own. And it's, it's pretty much getting out of myself and saying, here, take me. Because, you know, I am selfish. I am self-centered. I want to run the show. I, I, I. And this is all about, okay, I am ready. It's that one step before the action. And, you know, I I wrote my own third step prayer. And I'm going to say it real quick because it meant a lot to me. It's my creator, my healer, my great spirit. Today I give you my all, my everything, so that I can continue to be reshaped, remolded, transformed back into the true, authentic Julie that you created. I ask you, great spirit, to free me from all things that are not from you. Help me see what is not pure. Please protect me from self-will, lust, ego, and all that is not of you. Heal the divine part of me, which is you, almighty healer. And it's like pretty much, Julie, get out of the way. Let my creator mold me, reshape me, and let me be able to do this work. Because, you know, step four, right, as soon as we say this prayer, we launched, we launched, we didn't saunter. We launched into a vigorous action. And um, I really had to look at myself because I am nothing without my creator. And all I am is a big bunch of hot air. And that got me to 300 pounds, got me into dishonesty, got me into um, lying and cheating and this and that. And it's like, wow, you know, so I say my third step prayer quite often just to remind myself that I am not running the show anymore. And if I try to run the show, it only creates havoc. And, you know, life is too short. Um, You know, God gave me a chance, you know, freedom. I'm neutral with the food, but I'm also rebuilding my relationship with my husband, my children, my job, my employees. And I am just so grateful because um, I would be dead without the solution, physically and spiritually for sure. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Did you say pass, Julie? I was. I hope Julie. I did. did you... yes. Okay, Dan. Thank you. Thank you much. All right. Melanie C., dear, it's your turn. Hi. Good morning, Janice. Hello, everyone. My name is Melanie C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. In Oregon, um, take away my difficulties. Boy, did I love that one. It didn't take me any any hesitation whatsoever to say, yeah, I'm on board. Take away my difficulties. That's what landed me here are my difficulties. And I put food on and it didn't stop working. So I was excited about this one. As you can imagine, I was a little bit surprised. 
because then down the next paragraph, um, my higher power says, this is only a beginning, it's only a beginning. And so I was quite naive and, and I'm so excited because um, though if honestly and humbly made an effect, sometimes a very great one was felt at once, this is going to be the treatment for the difficulties that I have the difficulties of relationships, all those things that you read about, you know, in the in the 12 and 12 on page 53. Because I am, and I'll just use this word in this sense because I'm a compulsive overeater, I am a, an alcoholic with alcoholism 100% of the time. And I have to fully concede to my innermost self in order for this situation to happen. It is the beginning, and that's an action. What this is going to do is clear out all of those things on a day-by-day basis by my higher power, not by me. And I have to clear this out, which is the raising up of my heart, the troubled heart that I have, and it is truly the treatment for this. And again, like I was saying, I was confused about that, but I wanted to share mostly about the humbly made. I lacked a bit of hum- humility when I came in here. And when my sponsor suggested that we would be doing this work like the first 100, I was so excited. I was in it. I was on it. I was ready to go. And then she said, oh, by the way, um, on your knees in front of your home group is a great place to do this third step. And that was wonderful, yet I didn't have a home group. I was a phone-recovered kind of gal. That's where I had my meetings. And I hadn't established one where I was at. And I said, well, I don't have a meeting, thinking that that would be the, the answer to the problem here. And she said, oh, well, that's not a problem. Just call a local one that you're at. Call their secretary. Ask them if it's okay get their permission, and go and do that before your fellows. I don't know these people. Are you kidding me right now? And I'm just going to finish up here, Janice. Are you kidding me? I don't know these people. Well, guess what? Because I'm willing, because I agreed to go to any length here, she reminded me to do this like the first 100. Melanie called the secretary, went to this meeting. These folks had no idea what I was doing, had no idea who I was, and the entire room, the entire room was shifted. Sometimes a very great one was felt at once. I went from what I thought was going to be shame, the terminology that I learned in therapy, to humility. There was no shame in that before, fellows. They're not strangers. It's where I come home. And with that, I pass. Thanks for the extra time, Mm. Janice. And thank you so much, Melanie, for your share, for your help, and Leah, too, helping me with Liat, TD. Liat. T.D., it's your turn. Hi, good morning. This is Liat T.D., mm-hmm. and uh, I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive reader. Thank you, guys. This is amazing. Um, I love the third step prayer. Um, you know, when I, I see it, you know, I've been in the program for a while, and for many, many years in traditional way, these were wishes, these were dreams, you know, to have victory over my difficulty. Victory is when someone goes to war, that's how I see it, you know, and they need to kind of win that war. And that was my life. I was at war 
I could never achieve any clean days. I could never be free from my compulsion. And there's a long list of other things that I, I was in war with myself. I was in bondage with my own mind and myself and my actions and my behaviors. And I needed victory. I needed to win this war. I needed to feel free from the bondage of self, of what I created on my own. And these were all wishes. I could just get that. And um, and every one point is just right on. This is what I needed, I wished for, and I longed for. And so this prayer is perfect for the before. And today, you know, and notice that at the end of this prayer, it's the only prayer that doesn't have the word amen, which usually prayers conclude with the word amen. And this one doesn't, you know, because, you know, it says we just, we made a beginning. You know, this is my entrance to this, mysterious world, you know, that I don't know, but I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if I will get my wish come true, wishes come true, but I know that I have no other choice. You know, I can either blot my existence or I would abandon myself to a power greater than myself. And I made that decision. I'm so grateful because I am free today, you know, over 17 years that I didn't have the thought to go back and take that food, bite, completely free, free from extra, from being, you know, 90 pounds heavier. I'm free from a million other things. And daily I ask for freedom today. My victories, victories over completely other things, which all fall in the lines of my character flaws. And, you know, and I love the whole idea of going on my knees because I come from a religion that doesn't, support that and um and some religious guy in jerusalem told me that he goes on his knees i said well i'm not religious if he's a heroin addict that goes on his knees and he's a religious man that i and there's something about that humbling position it's just humbling myself in front of god whatever it is you know bowing or bending my head and in a form I am not it. I need you to to win this war that I live in. I love you all. See you in the conference. I'll pass. Well thank you, Liat T D. Okay, Sherry K B, good morning to you and you're up. Good morning, Janice. Good morning everybody. This is Sherry K B in Northern California. Grateful recovered compulsive reader. Uh thank you so much for your service. Janice and everyone on the line. Um, you know, this is just the beginning, and this is one of the this is the um, keystone. It's the most important to me, the most important step that I can take because it'll allow me to take the rest of the steps. Because the idea is that I need to humbly offer myself to my higher power of my understanding. And you know, the word abandon actually, what I found out means surrender. And if you notice throughout the book. They never use the word surrender, but they use the word abandon. And every day when we do our closing, we, we say abandon yourself to God. Um, we read the vision for you every day at our closing. And it's just another way to, to give myself to my higher power of my understanding and in my own words and my own belief. And that's what I also love as well because if somebody was there trying to tell me what to do, um, I would definitely uh, be out the door. So I love the fact that I am able to offer myself to my higher power of my understanding. And, you know, it's so beautiful because I do know that my higher power has to be bigger than any of my difficulties. I've known that. 
um, and I work on that, and I continue to enlarge that spiritual um, relationship. And somebody told me, you know, it's the most important relationship I can have ever um, is to have that relationship and to treat it uh, with loving care. And um, that way, this this relationship that I'm building is going to help me <clears throat> do the rest of these steps. And that's the whole idea of it is that if I can build this relationship and have it, um, you know, throughout, it's going to help me get through anything. And just that my higher power has to be larger than any difficulty I have in my life um, in order to get me through. And I just, I love that it says, you know, this is the proper use of the will right here again because it has a lot of eyes in it, but it says I offer myself. Um, I may better do thy will. Um, I would help a, a, to bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. This is, you know, we hear a lot of the eyes in here, um, and this is this is the beautiful way to use the eye and to use the will um, that I think in this this paragraph and these 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 two paragraphs and um, and I just love that you know it's my choice of how I want to use my own personalized prayer. And it's just that I need to do this in order to to do the rest of the steps. It's giving me the strength and the courage and the way of life to be able to do the rest of these steps. And um, and with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you so much, Sherry KB. Okay, we have time for a few more. Who would like to be next? Kathleen O. Kathleen O. Next. Thank you. Who else? Nikki F. Nikki F. Nikki S. And Katie. Katie G. Okay. Let's do one more just in case. We may, we may not. Anybody else? Okay. Let's go with Kathleen. Oh, please. Thank you very much, Janice. Good morning. This is Kathleen O. Recovered compulsive overeater in California. And take away my difficulties. You know, I think of that as my fears, my resentments, um, my selfishness, self-centeredness, that we believe is the root of our troubles, um, self-seeking behavior. If I can ask my higher power, which I have come to believe in, um, because I conceded to my innermost self that I am powerless when it comes to food, and I was using it for all the wrong reasons. And being able to do that and asking my higher power to take away my difficulties, when I do that every day, then it opens me up so that I can do God's will and not mine. And I can be useful and I can be helpful. And, you know, that is like what brings the joy and the freedom in life is being able to get out of myself, get out of my ego, and see where I can be helpful. You know, being useful and doing for others and being guided by my higher power. Um, you know, I don't have a desire to eat, but it, it just makes every day so much richer and better. Um, so thank you. Happy Fourth of July, everyone. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kathleen O. Nikki S., good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Um, 
this is my first time ever sharing on here, so I hope I do a good job and stay on topic. But uh, I like hearing about um, taking away my difficulties uh, as I get started. You know, I'm so scared to like ask for calls and and you know really really do that work. And I just wanted to say like I wanted to claim my seat and say thank you so much for uh, for listening to me. And you know I'm just gonna. Keep working the program. I'm still, you know, on step one, but I'm very, very glad to be here. And thanks for the inspiration. And I pass. So much, Nikki. Yes, for stepping up takes courage. Okay. Good morning to you, Katie G. Hello, Miss Janice. How are you? May I be heard? You may. <laughs> awesome. This is Katie G, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic in Boston, Mass. Lovely to um, hear us at this step. And so when I first got to this step, um, I uh, got on my knees uh, with my my sponsor, and we held hands, and we said the third step prayer. And all I knew was that everything I was doing was not working. It was completely broken, and I was devastated. I had admitted I was completely powerless over food, period that my life was unmanageable, whether I am in the food or not, period. I I recognized how insane I had been with my life. And um, I remember staring at my sponsor and being like, this is my life. Like, I I I have this awful job that I'm getting written up for every day, and I'm not having healthy relationships, and I don't know what to do. And all I knew in my heart was that what I was doing wasn't working. And she said to go into the bathroom every day and put the paper towels down and get on my knees and say the third step prayer. Because the only way to turn my will and my life over to the care of God, as I understand him, is to do four through nine. And we all know that. However, the formal terms of surrender in this step three is to place myself in this position to have God enter my life and my heart in, in the way that he does um, when I do steps four through nine. And um, how I use this today is all the time, you know, and it's not about the thing that stinks about this prayer is <laughs> take away my difficulties. Why? So I can help others. Like how many women have I talked to um, who've been in the grips of anorexia and bulimia and, um, and um, you know, they've been single or um, they've been in grad school, snot nose, messy crying. And um, those are the challenges that have that God has pre- presented me with and they're challenges. Why? Because I am an addict. I'm a fearful woman and I'm filled with resentment and selfishness and fear. And so my way of looking at life has always worked. But I've gotten through those a day at a time, and I've been able to share those a day at a time. And then all of you, my people, I call you, and I say, this is what's going wrong for me. And I'm in pain, but you know what? I'm an entire abstinence, and I'm working the steps. And what helps you? Because for me, God works um, through others. And, um, you know, God is building with me and doing with me. But I think, um, and I'll just end with this, Janice, is, um, what I, I think what is the scariest is that um, that the step four through nine is um, a very thorough digging out. And um, he needed to um, wreck my life to the ground, like everything was taken from me, you know, starting with the basement, starting, you know, like a burnt out house, right? Like we really, I needed to be ravaged. I needed my life to be dug up from the roots and placed on new soil. And that's what we get to do a day at a time. And um, so if you're doing this the first time and you haven't taken this step, that's okay. Um, surrender to entire abstinence and help. And um, if you have, keep doing it. And I'm doing it with you in Boston. All the best. And thank you so much, Katie G. Thank you, thank you. 
Um, okay, we have a time for a couple more. Who would like to be next? Can anybody hear me? Yeah, we can hear yes, you, Jenna. Um, I'm sorry, I was muting and unmuting, so I didn't hear anybody. <laughs> who, who would like to take some more time? Go ahead. Reggie S. Is that correct? Oh, Rocky. Reggie S. and Rocky. Rocky, what's your first initial, dear, to your last name? I. I. All right, let's see if we can go with those. We've got about five minutes, uh, six minutes, but if we could take about two and a half minutes each because I'm always late. Reggie S., please go ahead. Hi, sorry. That, uh, I was, uh, it's Reggie O., and oh, thank you, sorry. Janet, for your service. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, when I was, uh, after I went through the, the uh, vision, I realized that I needed to go back and do some work here, and so I went back with my sponsor, and I actually spent, uh, read it again. We read it again together, and uh, I spent two, two or three days actually just doing various things, being out in nature, doing various things where I felt like I would be close to God. And then we, you know, and then it came that time we prayed the prayer, and I, I ran across. It was like I ran across this sentence for the first time. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to God. And that sentence really took my breath, uh, that I could abandon myself utterly to God. I come to love the word abandon as a way that it's used uh, because it's such a uh, it's such a powerful, alive word, you know. It's almost palpable. And, uh, and I thought, well, you know, I really had to stop and think, you know, to myself. I had to search my heart for... Not a long time, but for a little a little bit of time in that conversation, in that sentence that, you know, could I, am I ready? You know, can I at last abandon myself utterly to God? Because I'm certainly going to need to do that with, the, do, you know, doing the rest of the work of the steps and, and even looking back and revisiting that. So I so appreciated going back and doing that. And then, you know, the other sentence that I hadn't really spent that much time on was, uh, but I did that when I went back. This was only a beginning, though it honestly and humbly made, and in fact, sometimes a very great one, was felt at once, you know. So even though I'm ready to abandon myself utterly to God, it's only a beginning because I yet have, uh, you know, I yet have all this work to do and to continue. And I, I just love something that someone shared just before it, that was a different, uh, kind of like a different tense of the prayer. So I I asked God to take away my difficulties, to uh, that, uh, let's see, uh, relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will, take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help, you know, et cetera. And then, uh, and that's what God is doing. God is taking continually as I do this and abandon myself. God is continually taking away my difficulties and and, and writing me, writing who I am, uh, the person that I was born to be, to, so I can be of service in the world. And uh, happy uh, Freedom Independence Day, everybody. This program is certainly that for me, and this uh, meeting and the big book. So I pass for that. And thank you so much, Reggie O. Okay, Rocky I, it's your turn. Rocky I, did you want to share at this time? Hello, hello, can I be heard? You can be heard now, yes. 
Hi, this is Eileen M., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New Hampshire. Can you hear me? I can. Great. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.